Hello everyone! Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over a thousand homes per year. In today's episode, we're bringing to a close our Sizzling Summer Webinar Series with a conversation between Coach Matt Sutter and Jeff Glover. In it, they explain how to build an organization that no one wants to leave with the exact recruiting scripts, methods, training, and environment you should be implementing. Now, let's hear from Jeff and Matt. All right, welcome, welcome. We are here for an exciting Sizzling Summer Webinars. I have to look back because I keep pronouncing it wrong. Sizzling Summer, say that 10 times. Sizzling Summer Webinars, where we put together... um, Six different topics based on what's taking place in the real estate industry, not last week, not last month, not last year, but right now. And this particular topic is a hot one. As we know, we've got a lot of broker owners, we got a lot of lead agents, we got a lot of team leaders looking for ways to find more agents, to attract talent, to recruit more agents. And then, of course, once we have them in the doors, how do we keep them? How do we add value so they want to stay and stay for life? And so this particular session is an important topic right now because I know at the end of the day, you know, there's always a new value proposition. There's always a shiny object, right? As we've heard for years, the grass is greener on the other side, right? No, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. And so today's topic is important because we know no matter what's happening in the, in the industry, in terms of hot market, cold market, you know, buyer's market, list uh, seller's market, no matter what is happening, what's happening in the industry, there's always turnover in real estate offices. That's unfortunately the industry we chose. That is one of the downsides of the industry that we're in, especially for broker owners and team leaders. Turnover is just part of the process. So our goal with today's session, and quite honestly, anyone who's involved with us in specifically in leadership and and brokers and owners that are watching this or lead agents of teams, our job is to help you bring in more than you're losing and of course, retain your best talent. Because at the end of the day, there's no such thing as a guaranteed you know, uh, 0% turnover. There's always going to be some level of turnover in today's business. So for those of you that are joining us for the first time, because I know every single one of these webinars, our staff tells me that we have anywhere from 20 to 30% first timers on. So welcome to you first timers, meaning this might be the first time you've ever attended a Glover U webinar. We appreciate your attendance. My name is Jeff Glover. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I've been in the business just over 19 years, and I list and sell homes just like you do. I also lead a team and run some pretty successful brokerages. In fact, in total, there's about 600 agents under my entire umbrella between brokerages and, of course, our sales team. And so we're going to get into some great discussion and some great content about what to do to get to those numbers. And of course, we've got the great Matt Sutter, who's going to help us with that as well. And we'll get into that in just a second. But before we do, I want to share with you some free resources, because many of you, if this is your first time on, I want to make sure you have access to our stuff. Later during this session, we're going to talk about how you can gain some access to our recruiting and experience agent presentation scripts as well. So we're going to be giving a lot of stuff away today. It's going to be a great session. Okay, first things first. If you haven't already signed up for this, this is our most recent resource, and that is the daily message. So once a day, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five days a week, 
I'm sharing something informative, something inspirational, something knowledgeable. Sometimes it's it's a tactic for how we got an expired listing over the weekend. Other way, other times it's something that you know, I read in a John Maxwell book and I had some reflection time and, and want to share with you what my thoughts are on how that relates to the real estate industry. In fact, this morning's message was about Calvin Johnson, who was just inducted into the Hall of Fame, one of my favorite Detroit Lions. And there were some things that he said in his speech that resonated with me and I shared kind of my thoughts and perspective. Anyways, once a day, five days a week, we share an absolutely free message. If you want to sign up for that, and we promise that's no spam, we spam you in other ways. If you want to sign up for that, you just text the word morning. So just as if you were texting a friend, you open up your, your, your text message app, you text the word morning. So you type in the, the, the body of the message morning, M-O-R-N-I-N-G, and the phone number is 55444, 55444. Yes, I know it's only five digits, but it works. 55444 is the phone number. Put morning in the body of your message and we will get you signed up for those. They're absolutely free. It's a daily text message and that's on me. The second thing while we're talking about free resources and while you might have your phone in your hand is what's called the Glover U Inner Circle. Now, I know most of you are probably already in the inner circle. So this is just for the few of you that may not be. If you open up your Facebook app, all right, and you go to the top right-hand corner, Okay, you'll see there's a little magnifying glass in your top right-hand corner. Click on the magnifying glass and just type in Glover space the letter U space inner circle. And it should start coming up when you do that. Okay, and it'll see there's a little search there for a Facebook group. That is a free Facebook group. We've got resources in there that are posted almost daily, it seems. Anytime we release a new script, we release a new idea, we release a new strategy, it gets dropped into the inner circle. Now, while you're joining the inner circle, that's a free Facebook group, it's going to ask you if you want to subscribe to our quarterly publication. That's called the Glover Gazette. We produce 35,000 copies of these and send them out to top producing team leaders, lead agents, broker owners, and agents from across the country. It's totally free. We produce this quarterly. If you'd like to receive this quarterly, it's going to ask you if you'd like to sign up. Just put in your information in there. It's physical. So this gets mailed out and it gets dropped into your mailbox. That's called the Glover Gazette. If you're already in the inner circle and you're like, how do I get my hands on the Gazette? I'm already in the inner circle. Very simple. Write this down. You just go to GloverU.com forward slash Gazette. GloverU.com forward slash Gazette, and you'll get signed up the next one. We're working on it right now. It looks pretty cool. Last and certainly not least, for those of you that listen to podcasts, and it's my recommendation that you listen to five podcasts a week. There's five days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Most podcasts drop a new podcast weekly. You listen to one on Monday, you listen to one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, one on Friday. Our podcast is called the Live Unreal Podcast. We have close to 100,000 downloads of that Live Unreal Podcast. It's totally free. We drop a new episode each and every week. So if you're a podcast listener, you can find that Spotify, wherever you get your, you know, Apple Music, wherever you get your wherever you get your podcast. And again, that's called the Live Unreal Podcast. Okay. So today's topic specifically around recruiting, training, retaining. What I love about this conversation is what Matt has put together through his years of experience himself, because for those of you that are not familiar with Matt Sutter, he was actually someone when I was acquiring real estate offices, he was the person that I would go to to say, hey, where do I find talent? How do I build the office? 
How do I find a great team leader? How do I recruit at a faster level? How do I get more agents to join my office? This is the person that I was having those conversations with. So he wasn't just having those conversations with me, by the way. In fact, he was responsible for dozens of leaders around the country in helping them grow their real estate offices. And it doesn't matter whether it's a brokerage or a team, the concepts are the same. I know we have a lot of you on here that are leading teams. I know that we have a lot of you on here that are leading brokerages. Regardless, this stuff translates. It doesn't matter whether it's a team or a brokerage or whatever your model is. So we've got the guy that knows recruiting inside and out, not just recruiting, but also adding value, maintaining, and growing a business. Matt Sutter is the business coach for Glover U. And in fact, when somebody says, hey, I've got this sales thing figured out, I'm now ready to scale. I got this sales thing figured out, I'm now ready to build. I've got this sales thing figured out and I have an opportunity to acquire a brokerage. We push everybody to Matt because that's where his experience is. So without further ado, Matt Sutter, why don't you take it away? Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be with you guys today. And in typical Jeff Glover fashion, when he asked me to come on and 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 uh, teach on a topic, it typically turns from one topic into two, into three, into four. And so we're going to be talking about three primary talk, uh, topics today, recruiting, training, and retaining. And quite frankly, we could spend hours and hours and hours on each. So uh, what we've what we've worked to do today is to truncate as much information into as tight of a window as we can. So let me just give you a warning right off the bat. We are going to go fast and we're going to go furious. But our goal is to at least get you exposed to all the critical concepts in each of those three spaces. So without further ado, uh, we're going to jump in. And then, Jeff, I'm going to turn it back to you here in just a second. Uh, but let's jump in a little bit. So three primary topics for today. First, attracting and recruiting talent specifically around recruiting talent to your vision, the vision for uh, your organization, whether it be a sales team, whether it be a brokerage, how are we attracting and recruiting talent to the vision of where we're going? Second, we're going to talk about training and ramp up. How do we get people into our organization? And then how do we develop them? How do we get them into production? And by the way, when I say production, uh, I, I could be, be talking about when we're bringing in operations people into our, our business as well. How do we get them into productivity in their realm? Uh, and that's the second up. And the third topic is then how do we ultimately develop and then retain talent? Jeff talked right at the beginning of the call that uh, there's a there's a truism in our industry that there's always going to be a level of attrition. In fact, uh, at scale and over time uh, for brokerages and sales teams, that attrition is typically about 30% per year. Meaning if you start with 10 people at the beginning of the year, you're going to lose three automatically, even if you're not doing anything wrong. So our goal then is if we understand that we're going to have 30% attrition on average, and by the way, um, when you look at the industry, because most people push back, they're like, well, I'm not going to lose 30% of my people. I don't think that should happen. Eh, go find me a model where someone's been able to do that and sustain that over a long period of time. It's very challenging. Our goal then, recognizing there will always be some attrition, is how do we retain the superstars? How do we retain the top talent? How do we develop them so that they can ultimately uh, uh, create a, an unreal life, as we say in, in Glover U, so that they want to stay with us because they see us as a vehicle for their success? So let's jump in. Let's first talk about the attracting and hiring portion. So um, there's two types of, if we're going to grow a business, there's two kind of fundamental concepts that we want to embrace. The first is the law of attraction. How are we attracting people into our organization because they want to be a part of it? And uh, my co-host today, Jeff Glover, to me is the example I always use 
This was a guy when you when you hear his story around him starting his sales team is that Jeff walked the walk every single day. He was doing the activity that were predictive of success. And Jeff will tell you, he had no clue how to recruit people back then. He had no idea how to train people back then. But he was able to attract people because every single day he was walking the walk. He was an icon in the industry. And people knew if they just simply got next to him and did what he did, he was going to be successful. So when we talk about recruiting, understand there's a lot of skills and concepts around the idea of recruiting, but our first foundational focus is actually to be attracting, to become the person that other people want to be around. Then we can layer on recruiting through our, through our skills, through our scripts, through our value proposition. We can articulate that value and then bring them into the fourfold. It always starts. It always starts with attracting. Now, Jeff, I'm going to turn to you in just a second here because we're going to talk a little bit about specific skills in recruiting. And of course, I wish we had, I don't know, another three or four days to go over that because there's a lot in, in there. But before we do that, one of the things we have to get clear, if we're going to attract and recruit at a really high level, is we've got to get clarity around our vision. Where are we taking our organization? See, remember, people don't care about you. They care about where they can get with you. We have to paint a picture of where we are taking the organization. And oh, by the way, when you're a part of this organization, here's the opportunity. Here's what you're going to get. Uh, coaching, uh, coaching leaders across the country, I can tell, Jeff, and I know you agree with this, one of the biggest weaknesses that most kind of emerging leaders struggle with is the idea of around getting clarity around where they're going, but actually more than just getting clarity, the articulating the, the, the clarity over and over and over. Remember, for most of you on this on, on this session today, uh, for those of you that lead leading teams or leading brokerages, you go to bed every night thinking about your business. You wake up first thing every single morning thinking about your business. The average person in your organization is not doing that. And what, what that means is that you have to be articulating vision over and over and over and over and over and over because while it's never leaving your mind, it's not often staying with our people, which is why we have to keep bringing them back, back, back. Now, one of the things I learned from a mentor several years ago, it was very transformative in me. Uh, and this is going to be hopefully helpful for those of you that are very sales oriented. For those of you that are highly magnetic, you've got great charisma. Um, one of the challenges when we get into recruiting and attracting is we typically recruit or attract people to us. That is a really, really dangerous recipe. Our recruiting and attraction should be related to our vision. We want to bring people online for our vision. Here's why. Here's the danger when I recruit someone to me, that they want to be in business because they want access to me, is that as the organization grows, we know we can only lead so many people. When you look at world-class leaders, about on average, a world-class leader, in addition to their normal daily functions, can lead about up to seven people, your direct one-on-one, -on -one, seven reports. And for most people, that's actually quite a bit of challenge. Going beyond seven, though, really doesn't give us the depth to be able to lead these people effectively. So what happens is, if we're attracting people to us and not to the vision, then the second the organization gets beyond seven people and we no longer can give direct access to those people, what happens? They leave because the reason they were there was us. Now they don't have us on a regular basis and they leave. We must bring people into the vision and that's where, and we want them to stay because of the vision. 
So along those lines, get really clear, regardless of if you're running the team, regardless of if you're running a brokerage, is that it's higher to the vision, fire to the vision. And uh, I, I don't love using sports analogies because I know they're not relevant to everyone. But for those of you that are familiar with the New England Patriots, you know, probably the greatest football dynasty really in the history of the NFL. If you were to look at the secret of their successes, they weren't always the most talented. And in fact, in many cases, they brought people that had not been successful elsewhere into their organization. And they also let people go that wound up being successful elsewhere. Because more, most important to them, above talent, was did you fit our vision? Were you bought into the vision of the organization? And were you all in? So we hire to our vision and we fire to our vision. Next, very, very critical. And then we're going to talk about recruiting, Jeff, here. So I'm going to tee you up in just a second. Is that remember that while we're attracting people, they don't care about our success. They care about the success we can, they can have with us. So when we're going out and attracting others, get really, really good at talking about the success of other people in your organization. In fact, every time that you're touting an accomplishment in your organization, it should be tied back to the people that drove that. See, when we, when we give basically shout outs to our people about the success they're having, what is it actually saying to other people that may be watching from a distance? It says, okay, cool. Jeff Glover's super successful, but now I'm seeing people in Jeff's organization that are having massive success. So now I know it's not just Jeff Glover's awesome. No, it's the environments that it's the organization Jeff's created that is creating other people to be successful. Therefore, I believe I can be successful in that organization. Every single time your organization creates success, tie it directly back to the people that drove that, and it becomes a model of where other people can go. Lastly, on this topic, before we jump into a little bit of recruiting scripts, is that one of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite quotes from John Maxwell, Jeff referenced him just a little bit earlier, is you cannot take a duck to Eagle School. This, to me, was a, uh, was a recipe for breaking through some traps that I had in so many times in my leadership career, where, quite frank, frankly, I felt like I could be the savior for everyone. The reality is people are either ducks or they're eagles. And by the way, if they're ducks, that doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean we don't love them. It just means that if you take a duck, it doesn't matter how much you invest in that duck. It'll always be a duck. It will never be an eagle. We want to be in the business of attracting people through our vision, but we want to attract baby eagles. Then we develop them. We cultivate them so that they can become world-class eagles. Now, Jeff, I'm going to turn it over to you because one of the conversations you and I have a lot uh, is around the science of recruiting, the science of recruiting. And of course, just like any sales space, right? If we go on a listing presentation or a buyer presentation, at the end of the day, it comes down to following a formula. It's a model. It's the same thing with recruiting. Jeff, I know that you and I have taught several classes on recruiting scripts, and you were going to share a couple of things before we segue to the next topic. Yeah. Well, one thing I want to reiterate that you said, and this was a mistake that I made early on, and that was I was that guy that said, hey, Matt, come join our team because I'm going to show you how to be successful. Come join our brokerage because I'm going to work with you to build your business. And the reality is in the beginning, I had the time to do that. But as the business grows, as it will naturally, as long as you're doing the right things and have a good vision and a good and a good mission and your models follow suit. And of course, you're keeping your word on your promises and so forth. As the business naturally grows, what you'll find is the attrition actually becomes my fault because now I have a group of productive people 
that don't get to spend as much time with me anymore as they once did. And so therefore, now I'm fighting tooth and nail to try to make up the differences elsewhere, right? In adding another value proposition or adding another person or maybe raising splits or doing something to kind of offset that original agreement when they join. And so you're absolutely right. If you have an opportunity now to recruit to the vision, recruit to the mission, recruit to your models and not to yourself personally, that advice is going to help you three years from now, five years from now, whenever you get a point to a point where people are like, what happened? Well, I used to get an hour a week with you. Now I might see it for 10 minutes. That is where attrition comes in because you're recruiting to you and not your mission, not your vision, not your values, not your model. Right. So that's yes, right. You can't scale a business that's based on you, right? You cannot yep. scale a business that's based on you. You become the bottleneck. Yep. Yep. So I want to talk a little bit briefly and, and Miranda's behind the scenes running it. So Miranda, if you could pull up the recruiting scripts, because we promised you that we're going to share with you some of the recruiting scripts we use. And we use these scripts once we have our value proposition put together. So Miranda, I'm on page five. It's called the productive agent recruiting script. And if you're wondering, yes, we're going to give you a copy of some of these scripts you know, Matt has a program that we go through them in deep detail. So, you know, obviously we want to reserve those copies for those people that are in that program, but we are going to give you some of them for free today. And one of them is this script here, and that's the productive agent recruiting script. I was introduced to this script back in 2005, and I've made some edits to it. I've made some tweaks to it. I should say I was introduced to this concept back in 2005. And what this concept is, especially when you're communicating with experienced agents, this concept is all about helping agents realize that they can have success on their own where they're at without switching to your brokerage. That's why they'll be more likely to say yes to you. Why are you getting told no right now? Why are they hanging up the phone on you? Why are they telling you to follow up later or I'm busy right now? It's summer. Call me at the end of the year because they think that you want something out of that meeting and they think what you want is for them to join the company. Now, the reality is I want them to join the company too, but I'm not going to ask them to join the company until they self-discover that it might be a good idea to join. Well, how do I do that? Well, I offer value and I give them information up front with the understanding that once they go attempt to use this information, once they go attempt to implement what I share with them, they're going to find that it's tough to do without help. They're going to find that it's tough to do in their current environment. So let me just give you an example here. So of course, hi, my name is blank, insert a title that benefits them. You know, hi, my name is Jeff Glover. I'm the success coach. I'm the productivity coach. I'm the success manager. You know, they don't care if you're the CEO or the owner of the company. Use a title that's going to benefit them. I wanted to ask you if you had heard about our database formula, our database formula. Now, I could use any value proposition. In this case, I just picked that one value proposition, right? It could be technology. It could be marketing. It could be operations, whatever. I'm calling to see if you had heard about our database formula. No, Jeff, what's that? Well, are you familiar with Amy Duncan in our office, a top agent in our office here? Well, are you familiar with Amy Duncan in our office? You know that Amy made an additional $67,000 already this year alone utilizing our database formula? No, what's that? Tell me more about that. Well, if you'd be interested in learning about how she did that without having to switch companies, I'd be willing to share that with you. And of course, they always say, no, I'm happy where I'm at. Well, I'm sure you are happy where you're at. Otherwise, you would have already left. So let me ask you, if there was a way to add an additional 12 transactions to your business this year without working harder, 
without any doing anything painful, and most importantly, without having to switch companies. Would you be interested in learning how you could potentially do that? I mean, how can you say no to that? I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to give you information. I just proved to you we have an agent in our office who's having success with it. You don't have to switch companies. Would you be interested in learning about how you could potentially add another 12 deals to your business this year? All right, great. Well, when can we meet? So, and then you see some of the scripts down there in the bottom. I specialize in helping their agents take their business to the next level. Now, we're not going to do, you know, a full-blown writing out scripts, chanting scripts and all that. I wanted to introduce you to some, and we are going to send out a specific copy of this script. But what I love about this script, and Matt, feel free to interject or add anything to it, is you're starting off by offering value you're showing a, an example of someone who took advantage of that value, and you're willing to share that value with them without in exchange them joining your company. That's why they'll agree to the meeting. They're not agreeing to your meetings. They're not saying yes to your appointments because they think you're trying to get them to join your company. I'm not trying to get them to join that our company anywhere in this script. Matt, do you have anything you want to add to that? Because I know you've seen a lot of scripts through your days. At the end of the day, people want to be on a bus that they believe is heading in the direction that they're going to find success. We demonstrate that by delivering value. See, uh, one of the mistakes we make in the recruiting field is that we think we need to sell people through our uh, through um, exactly what we tell them. But the end of the day is if we can deliver value, if we can show them that, hey, when you're on the bus with us, you're getting to the success destination. This is how we do this. Deliver value. And if you do that enough, people will want to be in business with you because they see you as a vehicle for their success. And that's exactly what the script script offers. Bingo. Uh, Miranda, if you could do me a favor and scroll to page 17, I just want to show, okay, now that we have an appointment set, okay, they're coming to meet me for coffee. They're coming to meet me at the office. And again, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because I want to get Matt to get back to his notes. Now I want you to know what's going to happen next. And by the way, as I mentioned, you know, we're going to send you a couple of these scripts. This is the entire script book that also comes along with the Empire Building Program. But I just wanted to touch base on a few of these. So I'm on page 17 in there, Miranda. That should be coming up there. Almost. Yes, there we go. Okay. Experience agent interview number one. So now I've promised that I'm going to share with this agent something or multiple things, because by the way, I might have brought up one or two more in addition to just the database formula. I just picked that one out of a hat. It could be marketing, it could be operations, it could be support, whatever. So I'm starting off at the meeting by saying, as you see there on the script, my goal at the end of our meeting is to find out how I can help you grow your business and or get more time back in your life, whether you're with our company or not. Is that fair? So I set the tone. This is what's going to happen. Join me or not, I don't care. I'm setting the tone that it doesn't matter. I'm gonna. I'm here to help you regardless. Setting the tone that I am their resource. So the first step in figuring out a plan for you and offering some ideas, I need to learn about your business. So there you see a list of questions. Okay, and, and Miranda, if you want to scroll to the next page there. So there's a list of questions. I'm learning about their business. And then I'm closing for meeting number one. I am not talking about my brokerage. I'm not talking about my company. I'm not talking about any values. When they bring up, you know, well, what are your scripts? Well, that's really something I, I'd be happy to talk with you at a later date, but I really want to focus on finding more about your business first. I'm not getting into anything relating to my company in that first meeting. And instead, I'm closing for the second appointment, which is I'd like to, you see the note there in the beginning of the page, and I'm just going to paraphrase. Basically, what I'm saying is now that we've met, 
I'd like to review my notes and come up with some ideas and strategies that have worked for our agents that they're having success with. So if it's okay with you, it's a Monday. Would you be willing to meet maybe Thursday or Friday of this week? I just need a few days. Yeah, sure. No problem. Now I'm creating curiosity. Now they're wanting to know what I'm going to come up with. And so they're more likely to say yes to that second appointment. And when I, when they say yes to that second appointment, then we move over to interview number two, which is on page 20, Miranda, if you want to keep scrolling. And in this particular meeting, now interview number two, we have an opportunity to actually talk about how these benefits that I'm going to share with them, which you all have, because you all have a well-defined value, well-defined value proposition. Now I'm going to follow these five steps. I'm going to present a company benefit. I'm going to provide evidence and agent testimonial. I'm going to ask them if they see value in it. I'm going to ask them if they would use it or how they would use it in their business. Then I'm going, to quant- I'm going to ask them to quantify, if you implemented this in your business, how many transactions do you think you would add? So I'm doing this on three to five, four or five different benefits to them. And of course, what ends up happening naturally is this. Well, what would it look like if you guys just did this for me? Well, what would it look like if I were with your company? Well, what are your costs to associate? Do you charge your agents for that? How long have you been doing that for your agents? If I wanted to take advantage of this, would I have to join your firm? All of a sudden, they are asking you questions. Now, I'm giving them information to take and run with, but here's the deal. What they'll find out, what they'll realize is when they go back to their office, their team, their wherever, and start to implement these models, they're going to recognize that it's harder to do in an environment that doesn't support it. And that's why this particular method of setting an appointment by offering value sharing the value after meeting number one. And then of course, in meeting number, you're getting all their information in meeting number one, sharing the value of meeting number two, cause them to create curiosity and ask you questions about joining your firm. And ultimately now you actually have a plan to help them succeed, whether they join your firm or not. So I told Matt at the beginning of the session, I wanted to make sure we got that out to you because if you're wondering, Jeff, how are you guys able to get butts in the seat right now? Agents are so busy. That's how. And so we're going to be sending out the experience agent interview number one, number two, as well as the experience agent prospecting script. Those are going to be, if you registered for this webinar, which you did because you're on, automatically that's going to be sent out. All right. So I want to make sure that we got that out to everybody. All right, Matt, feel free. Awesome. And what I love about that, Jeff, is when we're doing this effectively, when when we're using the right recruiting process, the right model, what happens is now we get to choose the people we want to be in business with. So many of us uh, in the sales team at the brokerage spaces, we kind of get into this trap where we'll just take anybody that will sign up or j- agree to join, and we're not actually able to filter out the ducks from the eagles. So one of the questions I get a lot of times uh, when, I, when I'm coaching teams, when I'm coaching brokerages is, well, I'm really struggling with, I can't get my people into productivity because they just don't want to work or they don't have the right skills, they're not developed, or they don't have the right mindset. Well, recognize we can see all of those things in the recruiting process. When, when we understand how to determine how people think, we can actually determine, is this a person that's going to fit in our organization? And so when, when I'm asked, well, what are the things I'm looking for when I'm doing an interview? Well, here's kind of the five key things I'm listening for. Now, by the way, one of the things I learned, I don't know, probably around a decade ago, is that when I'm interviewing someone, when I'm taking them through a recruiting presentation, I'm asking them questions. If I can, and this is going to sound a little bit weird, but so let me explain. If I can walk out of that meeting and remember all of the stories they gave me, I did it wrong. See, one of the things I learned about a decade ago is to stop listening to the story. 
when we ask them the question, it's not what they're saying, it's what's behind what they're saying. In other words, for me, if I want to determine if someone is talent or if they're going to have aptitude, I actually have to listen for the way they think, not what they're actually saying. So here are the five things I'm listening for anytime I'm doing any sort of recruiting or interview process. The first is, are they accountable or are they victim? I'm listening for language that says, do they own the situations that, ha- that have happened or is there a lot of blame? I'm listening for stories of like, well, you know, I, I'm leaving my job because my manager just won't blah, 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 blah. And I wanted to be a different environment. See, that sounds really good, except notice it's actually victim language because they're saying a ceiling was put on me that I could not move because I was not empowered to do it. That's ultimately victim language. So I'm looking for, are they accountable or are they victim? Next, I'm looking for clarity around, can they prioritize? I want to ask questions around what was the scope of what you did and what was most important? Because in my mind, if you're running a a thriving organization, something that's, and you're really wanting to push the envelope, you need people that can understand, okay, there may be a hundred things on any given day that I need to do or that I want to do. What are the ones that matter? I want to hear, are they, can they focus on the big rocks and push the other rest of the noise to the side? That's the second. The third, and this is a critical one, especially as you're growing, is I want to hear, are they resourceful and learning-based? I'm going to ask questions that, that um, uh, derive, do, have they had challenges and how did they solve them? And I'm looking specifically, they solved them because they were proactive, they were resourceful, they did the work to be able to find the solution. When you have a, when you have a budding organization, even if you bring in really, really smart people, if they're not able to figure out the answers on their own, guess what? you become the bottleneck because everybody's coming to you for the solutions. We need people that are resourceful and learning-based. The fourth, do they have limiting beliefs? Um, one of the things I'm looking for when I'm interviewing is, do they believe in abundance? Do they believe in possibilities? Or do they believe that success is at a finite level? Listen very carefully to hear the beliefs that they have around what is possible. Because by the way, as I always say, beliefs are rules. So if you have a belief, you literally have a rule and it's a rule that you follow. So if someone has limiting beliefs, then by definition, they have limiting rules, limiting rules that they follow. I want to hear, do they think abundance? And then the fourth, or excuse me, the fifth is, have they overcome challenges? And I can tell you one of the biggest warning flags when I'm looking to hire someone is if they cannot articulate real challenges that they've had in their past. One of two things is occurring. One, they're just absolutely not in touch with reality. um, And there's something that's holding them back from being vulnerable and authentic. That's the first part. Or the second part is they've never pushed hard. Because the reality, right, the most successful people have had the biggest challenges because that's what was required to get to the level of success. So as I'm interviewed, I want to hear language that shows me when they had adversity, how did they handle it and how did they get through it? That's a big, big thing for me. Couple other things to consider when hiring. So when I'm hiring agents, one of the things I'm always listening for is I want to hear examples in their life when they've had to grind. I want to hear times when things got really, really hard and they said, you know what? I'm willing to put extra time into this. I'm willing to put extra energy into this. If I'm not hearing, um, if I'm not hearing examples of when they had to go above and beyond, probably not someone I'm going to want in my organization. The last thing I'm looking for in these processes to identify talent is I want to ask myself this question. Will this person be successful without me? A lot of times we see people and we think they're pretty decent and we bring them on because we think we can make them successful. That concerns me because now their success is up to you. 
I want to know that if I don't hire this person, they're going to be successful in some other endeavor or in some other space. Those are the people that I want to bring into my world. And then, of course, my job then is to help accelerate their success by developing and pouring to them. But their success should not be dependent on me. I should be an accelerator, not the determiner. All right. So that's related to how do we bring people through recruiting and attracting in the organization. Now, how do we actually get them into production? Because we can hire superstar talent. But at the end of the day, if we do not put them in a growth environment, in an environment that's conducive for them, getting to speed, getting ramped up quickly, then we're actually stagnating their success. And uh, referencing John Maxwell, since we've done it a couple of times, uh, I'm reminded of a story John Maxwell shares from time to time. And he said he's often worked with leaders of various businesses. And sometimes the leader will come up to him and say, John, 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 you, you keep telling me I'm supposed to develop my people. But my question for you is, well, what if I spent all my time training our people and then they leave? And he gives the best classic response. He says, well, what if you don't train them and they stay? See, the reality is we've got to come from abundance. We want to develop people. Now, I'll get to how we retain them later how, through our value proposition. Make no mistake, though, if we are not putting them into a training-conducive environment, we are actually sabotaging, sabotaging their success, sabotaging their success. So how do we get people up to speed? Well, the first thing is understand it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work to get someone up to speed. And a lot of times leaders struggle. They stay so focused in what they're doing on a daily basis that they're not putting the time, the attention, and the coaching into developing their people. So my personal process, anytime we bring someone into an organization, is to come up with a 90 to 100-day plan. And in that 90 to 100-day plan, we want to collectively, between myself and the new person joining the organization, get really clear. What are the key milestones that when we hit these milestones, we can both feel confident that this person now owns the role? It doesn't mean that they're going to be world-class after 90 to 100 days, but after 90 to 100 days, we should say, you know what? This person does not need a whole lot of oversight and daily management. They can now run with the role. So for me, that process typically looks like a 90-day period broken out into three 30-day periods. And in my mind, when I make a hire, when I bring someone into my organization, they don't actually have the role day one that they show up. They think they've been hired. In my mind, I've hired them for the tryout. I basically said, hey, listen, I'm going to give you a tryout now. Now you have 90 days to prove that you deserve to go full-time into the role. So we break this out into three 30-day periods, three 30-day periods. And each period has typically five to six milestones. These are not to-dos. These are results-based. Let me give you an example. If I'm bringing an agent into my organization, um, we're not going to have a milestone that says make 100 contacts a week. Listen, making 100 contacts a week is fantastic. However, if we just made contacts but couldn't actually move people forward to write contracts and actually close transactions, guess what? It doesn't actually move the needle. It doesn't actually create success. So instead, it may be close, close one transaction in your first 30 days or write one contract in your first 30 days. Now, that presupposes you're going to have to make 100 contacts a week. But the victory isn't the 100 contacts. The 100 contacts is just the necessary step to get to the milestones. So when you're coming up with milestones, make sure they are results-based, things that are actually predictive of long-term success in that specific role. They must be results-based. Now, each of those 30-day periods is then basically pass-fail. So in those 30-day periods, we have five to six result milestones that we're looking for. If at any point in a 30-day period, they do not accomplish the milestones in that 30-day period, guess what? They don't get to move to the next period. First, when I started doing this, I felt cold. I felt like, oh, I'm, I'm not being kind. I'm not being warm. But here's what I found. 
is that by and large, those people that I made the exceptions, well, they're trying really hard or, you know what, they worked really hard and they just need a, just need a little bit of extra time. I would say somewhere between 80 to 90% of the time, I regretted that decision later. So for me mentally, what I had to recognize is there may be a legitimate time where I have to let someone go because they didn't hit the milestones in the 30-day period. And it is true. Occasionally, I may miss somebody that would have been great. But what I've also learned is that that gives me all the bandwidth and all the time to go out and find people that are going to be great right from the start. We actually have to come from abundance. If we're, if we're retaining people because we feel sorry for them or because they just need a little extra break, we're actually coming from scarcity at that point because we're saying, you know what? I can't go find somebody else that's going to be world-class right off the bat, right off the bat. All right. So let's shift gears into this. We've got a little bit of time left. That's the, uh, that's the training process. Man, if, I can add about, that, go, if I can add yeah, to that last point there, it also gives them a, a little bit of a false sense of security. So it's kind of like when a listing agent tells me that they don't like to prequal. I don't like prequaling. Well, why don't you like prequaling? Well, because then if I cancel the appointment, then I won't have an appointment to go on. Well, it's kind of the same thing. If you're hanging on uh, for too long or, or you're making too many exceptions, then you're actually building an organization on scarcity and you're not going to have the urgency to go out and find somebody else because you got enough people. I got, I got, you know, my number was 20. I got 20 or my number was 10. I got 10 versus, you know, speeding up the process of maybe getting somebody out of your world. So that way you're forced to go find somebody else. Yep. Perfect. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Dead on. All right. So let's, let's transition to now the retention part. Um, here's the reality. If you want to retain the best people in your organization, help them get where they want to go. If you can uh, time in and time out, help people get to what their end objective is, there is absolutely no reason for them to leave. Well, how do we do that? We're going to just going to keep going Maxwell because uh, you and I are both uh, huge fans of John Maxwell. But here's the reality. John Maxwell says leadership is very simple. Leadership is about teaching people how to think so that they can get what they want when they want it. Our job as leaders, if we want to retain, is to teach them how to think so they can get what they want when they want it. If we can do that, they will never leave because they're going to get exactly what it is that they want. So how do we do that? Well, the first thing I like to think about is for every role, for every person that comes in our organization, the things we want to be thinking about is we have to have defined standards for performance. By the way, this doesn't mean this isn't just for agents. This is for our operations people, our marketing people, our administrative people. We have to have defined standards. And to me, my definition of standard is the minimum acceptable performance by which they still have a role in the organization. That's the standard. If you meet this expectation, guess what? You get to stay on the bus. Our goal, our hope, though, is then to hold them accountable to those standards, but then coach them to their goals. So I'll give you an example. Maybe we've got an agent on our sales team and we set a standard internally by which the expectations they're going to sell two homes a month. To stay on the bus, in this particular example, you've got to sell two homes per month. That's a standard. But of course, there may be agents in our organization that are like, well, two, I can do two in my sleep. I, I, I want to get to five a month. Great. I'm holding them to two. I'm coaching them to five. My goal then is based on where they're at, let's say they're at three or four a month, is then to teach them how to think so that they're making adjustments, so that they're figuring out, they're figuring out because I'm teaching them to think, right? I'm not giving them the answer. I'm teaching them to think so they figure out how do they fill that gap? How do they go from three to five? What are the changes that they need to make in their mindset, in their daily routine, in their skill set, whatever it might be? Because when they can get to five, which by the way, is their goal, why would they ever leave? Why would they ever leave our organization? So how do we do that? Well, we do that by committing 
by committing to consistent one-on-ones, consistent one-on-ones. Now, again, remember, as our organization grows, those one-on-ones may not necessarily be with us. Those one-on-ones need to be happening with someone, however. We can't actually develop people if we don't actually meet with them. And I know for a lot of times earlier in my leadership career, I was so busy doing my things. Quite frankly, I was neglecting my people. And that's a really big mistake because, yes, I was having some success, but I wasn't meeting with the seven people that mattered the most to our organization. And guess what? The seven of them combined could outperform me by myself any given day. So I had to recognize, no, my time is actually best utilized when I'm developing them, when I'm I'm giving them consistent conversations. So here's my process uh, that I found works very, very easy for having one-on-ones effective without it becoming a burden. First, recognize that the relationship is the conversation. So let me say that differently. The business relationship is the business conversation. If we're having a relationship with our people, we actually have to be having the conversation. If I want to have a business relationship, I have to have a business conversation with people. Next, um, I'm going to ask them to send me an agenda. Now, I will review that agenda to make sure I don't need to add to it, but I actually want to give them the opportunity to come up with most of the content. Now, if they're off base and I think that that they've added things or they've taken things out that we need to talk about, of course, I'm going to add it. But remember, these meetings are their time. It's their time for me to pour into them. I want them to come to me with what with whatever the most important things are. The goal of every single one-on-one meetings, and by the way, Jeff, I know you're very, very skilled at this. These are not long sessions. These literally can be 15 to no more than 30-minute conversations. Any more than 30 minutes in here, and you're actually being inefficient in this. But our goal of the meeting is to help guide them through where their gaps are and help them self-discover what it is that they need to do to fill the gap so they can ultimately get to their goal. And one of the things I learned that has been incredibly effective in these meetings is the second that meeting ends, I want them to then email me what the action steps are that we agreed to. Let me say that again, the action steps, meaning we had a conversation for 15 minutes and we identified these three action steps that that person's going to take. I want them to email me for two reasons. The first is it gives me clarity. Are we in alignment? Do we have agreement? I can't tell you how many times I've had people uh, leave a meeting, come back in a week, and I say, oh, hey, so tell me about this, this, and this. And they're like, uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Now, I want them to email me right after the meeting's over with the action steps so we have perfect clarity around alignment. But then the next thing that's beautiful about that is that I can then forward that email to me the day of the next meeting. So if someone sends me an email today and I'm going to meet with them again next Monday, I'll forward that to me to show back up in my inbox next Monday. Because here's what happens. I don't have to think about it for the next week. I don't have to remember what the action steps were. I don't have to walk into that meeting trying to go, what did we talk about last time? No, I'm simply able to look at the email that they had already sent to me with the action steps and I show up and I'm completely up to speed with where we are. Last thing on this, No, no cancellations. This is their time. When we get in the habit of canceling our meetings with our people, we are telling them they are not as important as anything else that we may be doing in that time. Hold to these meetings. They are gold. They are gold. They are gold. All right. A couple other things, Jeff, and I'm going to transition back to you here in just a second, is uh, managing talent. Remember, we've gone into business to hire eagles not ducks. And one of the things, and Jeff, you're, you're, you really are an incredible example, and I experienced this with you, is that talent hates to be micromanaged. And one of the challenges for really successful salespeople is typically you're really successful at sales because you give all of your heart and soul into it. And you have really high standards because of it. 
And what that often happens is that when you're then transitioning into leadership, because your standards are so high, you start micromanaging your people because you want that process to be exactly as you would do it with no caveats. Talent hates to be micromanaged. It is so critical that when we are leading people, we are holding them to results, not the process. By and large, if I've hired somebody, I've hired them with the belief that they can become better than me in that role. That's what I'm looking for. Someone that's when I, when I leave a role and I'm hiring someone into that role, I want them to become better than me. So I hold them to the result, but it would be incredibly arrogant of me for if I hold them to the process, because I don't hold, if I'm holding the process, I'm not actually allowing them to make the process better. And if I've hired correctly, if I've hired an eagle, chances are they're going to figure out a process that's better than mine. Do not micromanage talent. That is a that is an absolute disaster that they will leave. Next, when we're coaching people, when we're coaching people, remember they're holistic. I can tell you, um, if, if, for those of you that are my one-on-one clients that are on this call, you know we go everywhere. Uh, the number of times I've talked to people dealing with divorces or alcoholism or the loss of a loved ones or, or, or crisis with kids, recognize that people are holistic. And a lot of times we measure people based on the performance in the moment, but that's an external manifestation of what's actually going on inside. Be okay having real authentic conversations with your people. If someone's in the process of, for instance, going through like a a really bad divorce, don't expect that they're just going to be able to just go numb to that and show up and perform at the same level they've always performed. We have to be okay having real authentic conversations because I I can coach someone's skill set, but if what's fundamentally going on internally isn't getting fixed, guess what? The external result is not going to grow at the rate that either one of us, either one of us wanted. All right, a couple other things, and then we're, we're going to wrap up for today. And here's how I think about how do I keep world-class talent? So I've hired an eagle. I've developed that eagle. Or I've helped them develop. And now they're having massive success. How do I make sure that they never want to leave this organization? Well, this is where it goes back to full circle. Remember, we started this session saying we hire to the vision and we fire to the vision. If we want to retain people, recognize that we have to articulate to them how their vision can fit within our vision. The reason superstar talent, even when there's a good relationship, the reason superstar talent will leave is because they no longer believe they can fulfill their vision within yours. And Jeff, we talk about this a lot. It is so critical that we are always two to three years ahead of our people. That means when I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking about my talented people, I'm not necessarily thinking about what we're going to do today. I'm thinking about what can I help create or what can I develop So in two to three years, they have their next opportunity or they have their next income threshold in our organization because I have to constantly expand my vision so that they can fit their vision inside of ours. When we can get really good at that, Jeff, that's why people will stay with us for decades because they ultimately get to their unreal life. And if they can get to their unreal life, why would they leave? Why would they leave? That's right. All right. Hopefully that was helpful. That's a lot of content in a really short time period. So I want to recap a couple of things. Uh, number one, uh, yep. obviously tons of nuggets in there. And I know that you went fast and that's, there's an upside and a downside to doing a 55 minute webinar. Of course, the upside is you get all the information in an hour. The downside is you go really fast. So there were a lot of good nuggets in there, but we covered a couple different recruiting tactics. We covered a couple different training tactics. And one of those that really stood out to me, and I think this is one that's super common in a lot of businesses, is the consistency of those one-on-ones. 
I've said for years, when you do one-on-ones regularly, Matt, there's no surprises. Nothing should surprise you because you're meeting with your people regularly as it is. Also, I want to point out, there's a lot of things that Matt was saying um, that you may have been thinking, well, yeah, that might appeal to an operations person, but how does that appeal to sales? No, this, this is all, you know, this is all cross, um, cross, uh, you know, role, if you will, all of this information that he's sharing. And the reason why it's important that I point that out is because that is the difference between organizations that have a hundred agents producing a thousand transactions a year or organizations with 50 agents producing a thousand transactions a year. Uh, Let me tell you, you're going to be more profitable. Your life is going to be more enjoyable. Your agent's life is going to be more enjoyable. Your business is going to be better. Everything is better if your per agent production is higher. And so a lot of what Matt talked about when it came to recruiting, training, retaining is about developing that per agent production. And that's something that we're so that's so important to us prior to Glover U even existing, even in our real estate business, Matt, as you know, you know, we developed a system that got agents to 34, 35 closings a year after 12 months in being with us. And we're very proud of that. There's not many teams or brokerages in the Midwest or quite frankly, across the country that can say their average per person production is 34 closings per year. And so I know that there's an opportunity to work with you. I know right now your one-on-one list is full. I know there's a waiting list for people to work with you one-on-one, but of course there is an opportunity because you do a group program mostly for people kind of like myself who wanted to go from a great salesperson to leading a team or building a team or even a broker owner who just wants to become a better broker or owner. There is a program that we've been working on over the last two, three years Every time you run it, it gets better and better. And it's been even modified since then, of course, because the industry is always changing. And that is called From Salesperson to CEO, Empire Building. So can you share with our group a little bit about that program? Yeah, Jeff, this has really been a labor of love between the, the two of us, right? We've both been in the industry for about two decades. So we really took kind of our 40 years of combined experience but from a different angle than what we traditionally see in the real estate industry, right? We know that the foundation of success in real estate is sales skills. We also know that 99.9% of training in our industry is related to sales. The problem is sales does develop a lot of cash. We can make a lot of income from sales, but it doesn't actually allow us to scale a business or to build an empire or to bring other people on the journey. And so what we recognize is we have to teach people what are the other two primary muscle groups of being super successful. So it starts with sales skills, but the other two muscle groups are business skills and leadership skills. And it's when we layer business skills and leadership skills on top of a foundation of great sales skills, then we literally have a limitless potential on this. And so we developed this content a couple of years ago of how, what are the most important functions for somebody that's mastered sales, right? This is not a, this is not a session for people that are still figuring out some basic sales skills. But once I've gotten to a high level of competency in that, how do I develop myself as a leader? Which, which means how do I help people get what they want when they want it, right? That's because we're teaching them to think. And then how do I imp- implement the business fundamentals that are going to allow us to scale a business and actually make a profit, right? Jeff, because how many businesses in this greatest market we've ever had, how many big teams do we see? Huge transaction count and making no money. That's right. How yeah. many brokerages do we see? Huge transaction count making no money. 
We see, we're seeing mergers. We're seeing people looking for solutions, people reaching out to us to hire them, to help them be profitable. I mean, the reality is in this business, you may be with a great office or you might have a great franchise or great brokerage that maybe, or, or maybe you've gone through all of our sales training programs. But unfortunately in this business, there's not a lot of people out there teaching salespeople how to go from salesperson to CEO. And that's, that's a need in the industry. And we identified that. And that's why we put this together. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, right, when we can grow our thinking to where we can lead, I always I always use this example that if I'm out on my own, I can only accomplish so much in 24 hours. I can be the greatest salesperson ever created. And again, I'll be I'll have a lot of success, but I'm still limited by 24 hours. When I can bring people into my world, develop them and retain them, then we can literally build a limitless army. And I've always said that you take the greatest salesperson ever. And then you take, a, you take an organization that has 10 superstars, but maybe not quite as good as this person. This business is going to run circles around them because 10 people have 240 hours a day. One person only has 24 hours. And that's why developing our leader skills, leadership skills become so fundamental. And then it's the business skills of making sure we're operating off sound financial models so that we're maximizing profit. That we're not just building big for big. We're building big to make big income and to have big impact in people's lives. Which, and you've heard the story several times from the stage. Uh, I, I was after profits, uh, but didn't realize it because there was a period of time where I was chasing the big business and my profits suffered. In fact, two years in a row, I lost a half a million dollars or a combined one million over two years. So what I love about this pr particular program is Matt has taken his wealth of information plus all of my trial and error and wealth of information. And we put together empire building from salesperson to CEO. So uh, the next session is starting. You see that it's up there on the screen, August the 24th. It's a 16 week group coaching so, uh, program. So Matt, can you tell us a little bit about the nuts and bolts of the program? Yeah, it's really a comprehensive overview of how do what are the foundational pieces we need to become a great leader and to become a great business person. We talk about how to create vision and mission and then how to actually uh, attract people to it. We go very deep in the recruiting, right? Jeff, you gave a little bit of a preview, but we spend two full sessions on step-by-step, -step, how do we recruit people effectively? What do we say? What are the questions we ask? How do we, how do we actually take them through the pain modulum, which is by, by which we actually create pain to get them to take an action that ultimately ha has them join with us. We talk about how do we actually then develop them? What is, the, what is that 90-day plan that I referenced earlier? How do we set that up for each person or organization so that after 90 days, they are fully functioning and then they are achieving? We talk about how do we continue to develop them? We talk about how to be two to three years ahead, right? That idea of vision. And Jeff, you said earlier, you know, sometimes we just think about, well, we need to be two to three years ahead of our operations people thinking about their next opportunity. I want to be two to three years ahead of everybody in my organization because I've got a, if I've got a superstar sales agent for me, I want to understand what it is they want out of their life. And then I want to be working to help create and foster that so that they can step into whatever that reality looks like in two to three years. Again, because if they're getting what they want, they're not going to leave. Uh, some of the other things we talk about, we, we actually go through some of the, 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 the key financial models. How do we know when to spend money here? How do we know where to cut back? How do we know how to scale a business yet protect our profit margin? All the key kind of financial fundamentals that actually allow us to not just have a big business, but have a really, really big profitable business. And I think you can see on the screen uh, some of the other things that we cover, uh, but it just allows us to go so much deeper than today. 
so yeah. much deeper. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this is an opportunity to work with someone who, of course, I got the, the great fortune of working with one-on-one and I learned a ton from. And, you know, of course, even though his one-on-one schedule is full, this is really the only opportunity or the only way that people would still get to work with Matt. And as you saw on the screen there, it's three, what is it, $3.99 a month for four months. So it's not like it's, you know, we have people literally on a waiting list waiting to pay $1,500 a month to work with Matt. This is $3.99 for just four months. So you're not even committing to six months or 12 months or anything like that. If you want more information or you're just curious, or maybe you're kind of on the fence, like, yeah, you know, I'm a broker owner or I'm a team leader or I'm a lead agent, that could be for me. You just like you texted the word morning to 55444, you text the word CEO to 55444. Text the word C or the letters, I guess. C, hang on, it's not a word. CEO to 55444, and they'll get you, you know, all of the full details, everything we had on the screen there. Uh, and of course, that's your opportunity also to ask questions of us because it's an interactive, you know, type of chat. Someone can follow up with you and let you know, you know, when it's going to start and the full details. But for $3.99 a month for four months, you're getting to work with Matt Sutter, the same guy that I worked with and still work with and still learn from, from a wisdom standpoint. And, and of course, uh, you know, growing our business standpoint as well. So Matt, any last things yeah, you want yeah, to add? Jeff, well, I'll throw this out because yeah, as you said, my one-on-one roster, it's, it's, it's full. Uh, but one of the cool things about this class is this is not just a webinar format where you just watch a video. No, this is a, it's an interactive session, but each of the attendees do actually have access to me. So yeah. if you've got one-off questions or you want to give me a specific example that you're struggling with, hey, we can schedule some time to talk through that. This, this, this I teach this class because I'm passionate about it. And so it's very important to me that we're having yeah. the interaction. I'm, I'm glad you me. mentioned that because there's a lot of sessions today that are pre-recorded and you're just kind of getting a workbook and getting the videos. No, this is live via Zoom and it's 45 minutes each session plus an additional 10 minutes of Q&A. So, and, and we should probably mention, Matt, we keep the group small. I mean, we really keep it to like 40 or 50 or less so that there is an opportunity to interact. You know, if, if we have more than 50 people interested, we just run a simultaneous group, you know, right next to that or, you know, the next hour after that, because we want each attendee to be able to interact with Matt and be able to ask questions about specific things that, that are taking place in the business. So it's four months, $3.99 a month, 45 minute live Zoom with Matt. And as Matt said, you know, he he has a lot of people that reach out to him after the class. And he's this is his this is his wheelhouse. He is our business coach. He is for all of the leaders in the real estate industry or salespeople wanting to become leaders of the industry to get to the next level. You work with Matt Sutter. That's what we recommend. So text CEO to 55444 if you're interested. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff and Matt today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.